Hi, my name's Chris. Hey, what's up, humans? This is Sean. And this is Remaining Bawa. And we're here for everything. And nothing. Join us. Red leather, yellow leather, 11 banana elephants. Yes. Good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Do remaining boa. Fasola tido. Tido. I like making dough. Be fi fo fum. I smell the bread of. Like, a, like, a, like an Englishman or? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. So, so today. Is the day that the Lord hath made, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Yes, rejoicing in the, in that and uh, being present in the rejoicing of what they call. It's, the it's almost good in like it's almost as good as just like wallowing in a big vat of bawa. Yes, this is very true. Do you swim or wallow when you go in the bawa? I do both. I swim and wallow um, in the bawa. I prefer um, to bob like an armless, legless dude in the ocean. Yes, this is the factual data on which we are uh, accumulating our information. Um, so today on Remaining Bawa, it is a late uh, Saturday morning. Um, we are um, podcasting today. We have a super fire guest today. His name uh formerly, yeah no not we but he is formally presently and will be known in the future as jonathan uh we call him sebastian jonathan sebastian and he's really 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 broad he's come in today to make some comments he's low-key like a keanu reeves clone Yes, he is. He looks like John Wick. Like if they took, if they took like Keanu Reeves and like injected him with like Mad Boa and like made it, it would be Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan's Keanu Reeves, but like a John, like a young Keanu. Am I coming through right now? Yes, you are. All right, good. Good, good morning. Saturday morning, Jonathan. Good morning, guys. Tomorrow. Good morning. Good present day. So um, check this out. So we have uh, one of the things that Sean was talking to me about prior to the uh, podcast. Uh, we were talking about some crazy stuff as we were getting set up here this morning, guys. And um, Sean had brought it up, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Where there was actually a kid uh, who was uh, presently known as a TikToker. I guess that's like a thing now. I guess that's like a celebrity status of some kind now, which is kind of weird. But this guy uh, fought a shark and survived after a shark attack by punching the shark in the face and uh i'm I'm, my my question is is do your punches hurt underwater like i don't understand how he was able to fight off the shark i've been i mean i've been punched by like a wave hurt did it hurt like you like you broke it in like hit by a wave yeah but that's a wave yeah. You know, you ever been hit by a wave and it's way stronger than you think it was and just like throws you? Like, yes, yes. It claps you too. You feel a clap. You're like, okay, next time I'm going to try and turn sideways so it doesn't catch full chest. <laughs> it doesn't catch full chest. John, that was a perfect actual like description of how it feels. It doesn't catch full chest. So, uh, but, but my wonder is, okay, do you think he like headlocked it? 
and then was it just swinging on that or what <laughs> how did he actually was he all i know is like, like like you remember like the commercial like, yeah remember the how many licks does it take to get to tootsie roll center for tootsie pop yeah bro like how, <laughs> how many like slow weemy shark punches does it take to, <laughs> to like stop attacking you yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like a sonic wave when you hit him. Yeah, like I, I want. Do you think know, he was Sean, screaming? Yeah. Do you have the article, Sean? No, I'm sure he was screaming, and I'm sure Aquaman heard him, and he was like, "Nah, I ain't helping him, bro." Yeah, let that ride. That 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 shark is formerly known as Tyrone. Like I, I he's like I can clearly hear. That was hilarious. Oh my god. Yo, what's up? My name's right, Tyrone. I, I gotta find out. Uh, my name's Tyrone. Fuck this nigga shit, boy. Yeah, I, I can't find the, the article. There was, also not- there was also something pretty crazy that happened in Mexico, and I wanted to, like, I don't really have an opinion about it because I don't know enough about it. I've heard a few people say a few things, but basically, a flock of birds. Um, was flying somewhere in Mexico and like I don't know I'm looking it up right now but you know there was a flock of birds a decently large flock of birds and they like went into this area in Mexico and they all like fell dead out of the sky like at the same time they like flew through a chemtrail bro yo drinking people have said 46 um, people have said it was a chemtrail. Some people were talking about could just been straight up natural pollution because we ruin our world on a regular basis. That's also, exactly what it is. Manipulation. <laughs> straight up been like they flew through a nuke cloud. <laughs> like a radio. Yeah, like so basically like, I'm looking yeah. at cloud. I'm looking at the video and I would say it's maybe, you know, five thousand birds, right? And they, that's a lot of birds, dude. Yeah, and they all fell out of the sky and like basically like got. So wait, hold up. Five thousand birds. That means you're talking about like the hive mentality crowd flock of birds, where they're like spinning in circles, not touching yeah. each other, doing some majestic ass shit, right? This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, that's highly it's... irregular. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's highly irregular, especially considering because I am also like a certified person that works with chemical gases and stuff like that. So like considering the birds are actually in an open space. Wait, hold on, John. Wait, wait, before you say that, before you say that, tell everybody what you do. I'm a, I'm a welder and an iron worker, primarily an iron worker because you just do everything. So I build buildings for a living. I fabricate steel of different types, you know, aluminum, milled steel stainless steel i've primarily been working on stainless steel lately i've been working at disney world splash mountain that is very very cool so what were you saying about the birds okay so the the birds themselves like i understand they're smaller creatures but you're still gotta understand they're not in a confined space so like even flying through a large cloud of of like toxic gas should not affect five thousand birds like you just said, like if it's hitting one, like not not one, you can I, hit a large like a portion of the Five thousand of them or five hundred? Yeah, but no, no, no. Listen, this is why I said what I said previously because he said five thousand, and then I went on to 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 talk about the fact that he's talking about one of those 
uh, hive mentality flock of birds, Christopher, that you've seen on like fucking Animal Planet or something like that, where they're all just spinning in a circle, like landing on one specific tree, just like a huge quantity of birds. It's just outrageous. basically what happens. You see it in a flock of birds or a school of fish. They move yeah, we're not talking about together. The we're talking about like a mob. Yeah. Right. Now that I'm looking at the video, it seems that the birds didn't die. It seems like a lot of them fell out of the sky and almost like hit the ground collectively as a flock. But then, you know, about 90% about 90% of them flew away. And then the other ones were like just standing on the ground like, and they like like, flew away one by one. For well, example, because I think it, that they're it, triggered. It, it, I I think that they're triggered by the movements of the, of the of the birds around them. So if some of them started to drop, they would drop with them. Because that's interesting. Because they're dropped by the movement of the. Of the so birds. you think it was just like maybe like a hundred dumb birds that were like leaving yeah, the flock? Yeah, no, 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 like, they, they, they don't. Because of their hive mentality, doesn't make them act stupid. It makes them actually react to each other in their surroundings, so they don't have to see behind them. That's the yeah. point of the hive mentality: is that they it don't have to see works. behind them. Yeah. Huh? No, I was going to say it actually works with people too. Like when we do yoga, like I have classes of 50 plus people and uh, you'll see like we do stuff in the beginning and we're all kind of doing the same thing at the same time. So you'll see like people coming in and they're like in their mind or not connected with their breath. And at first they're not connected with the group, but then, you know, they, they sync up with the group, like a school of fish or like a flock of birds. And then like, we all move together. So it like eliminates the individual and you become like this collective thing, like like cells of like a bigger being. And that's what you were talking yeah. about. The That's on a, that's what you were talking about, the universal awareness. Like we're basically all just- yeah, Correct, parts. correct. It's universal awareness. Like there was actually, a, there was actually a study that was done at one point or another where they took a picture of somebody's face and in this picture of somebody's face, it had like over a thousand different faces in that picture of the face. You know what I mean? One of those pictures that you step further away and it looks like one, you get closer to it, you see a bunch of shit, right? So they took it to one side of the world and they asked people, uh, how many faces do they see in this? And people would say, okay, we see like five faces. You know what I'm saying? And then they're like, all right, all right. So we took a study, we had people take notes on this and whatnot. And they go and take it to another side, right? They take it to another side of the earth and they, they ask people the same question. People see, see a little bit more faces and they're like, all right, guys, so this is actually how many faces are in this, this picture here. You can see them here and they point them out, right? And they take it back and they ask another group of people on the original side of the planet that were still uninformed about the amount of faces that were in the image and they actually provided uh, an answer that was way more than the original answer that was given and basically yeah. what they got from that was that these people were learning information because other people were learning information and when i discovered this personally because I, I i geeked out at a certain point in my life where i was like bro i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you some crazy stuff. shit after this go ahead all right there, there's a spider that i found i know it sounds ridiculous but i was pursuing universal awareness and there was a spider that i actually found and this spider makes its web look like itself to evade predators. Now, let me ask you something. How can a spider reproduce a, a web like that? It makes with its own little hand things, right? Because that's already skill. Their webs are raw. This nigga made a web that looks like itself. So other animals will attack that and then get caught in it so it can eat. The reason why is because of sacred geometry. 
it it's sacred geometry. It it's, like, it's sacred geometry, and it's also the spider licked in the mirror and was like, "Nigga, I'm gonna make a spider lick uh, web." Spider it's sacred web. geometry and it's the hermetic principle of correspondence and also tapping into like a higher collective thing. So back in the day in like the 70s or something, there was this chimpanzee, a matriarchal female chimpanzee. Her name was Emo. And this was before we had like internet and stuff, right? And even before mm -hmm. phones. Phones, they were like using satellite phones. So in Japan, there was maybe 10, whatever. I don't know how many different doctors, but there was different doctors um studying these troops of chimpanzees but these chimpanzees were on like a whole bunch of different islands right so these chimpanzees hadn't figured out how to swim or anything like that so the different groups on the different islands they never had contact with each other right Not so so this one scientist was watching this one island and the matriarch um chimpanzee emo on this island also another thing is there was no food for the chimpanzees except for these like yams these like sweet potatoes that like grew but they grew in sand right so these monkeys even though chimpanzees live to you know however old they live these monkeys wouldn't live that long because of the fact that they had to eat these potatoes but these the potatoes were covered in sand and the sand yeah, I heard this i think yeah, the band would grind away their teeth. So by the time they were like 10 years old, they were like, they couldn't eat anymore. So they would die of like starvation from an early age, right? So, Horrible. yeah, it is. So Emo, the monkey, one day the scientist observed her pick up the yam and she went from away from like where the yams were growing and she walked all the way over to the ocean and she took the yam and washed and it off, right? Washed it off. So this was like amazing. Yeah. This you know, like monkeys nowadays are using tools and shit. I saw like an orangutan. You've like seen that, where it makes a stick and it kills like a squirrel and eats it? Yeah. Whatever here's that the, was. Here's the craziest part, bro. These monkeys that were not in contact with each other because they were on different islands. The scientists yeah. had, had this like thing that happened and she was trying to contact the other scientists to let them know what had happened. And it, t it took a couple of days because they didn't have cell phones and stuff. So by the time after a couple of days, she was able to become in contact with the other scientists to tell her to tell the other scientists what that monkey did with the yam. They were also trying to contact her to tell them that they observed the monkeys doing the same thing. So that means without contacting, because one individual tapped into a higher, higher bit of knowledge, um, all of the species had access to this knowledge. This is what happens. This is what that, the, that, that's the age old. That's the age old uh, argument between between uh, evolution and, and survival of the fittest. That's a, that's literally a Darwin yes. we're talking about. Correct. We're talking about the universal mind stream of consciousness. This is the stream that Buddha referred to, um, which the stream of consciousness. You're talking about that spider. That spider didn't think that up. That spider was like tapped into higher knowledge to be able to. If you if you if you pursued or, or looked into quantum physics at one point or another, they get into it. And it's like string theory or something like that, where everything is connected as one. And in a simple way of defining it is something that Einstein had said once was that matter simply matters. And it's the same it reason. Matter it's the same, yeah, it's the same reason that when you're when you're looking somewhere else, like Sean was explaining earlier, you could simply be in a room already. Somebody could get into the room and you'll get this feeling that somebody's looking at you. 
Now, they're not making physical contact with you, but what string theory and things like that are is that everything is connected. So one matter acting upon another actually matters and creates an event. Like it's basically it, what I've what I've thought it to be is that raw action mixed with emotion and uh, even even speech creates and manifests things around you because there's no way to actually develop an, an action or, or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like an outcome for something unless you produce something that's going to create that. Yeah. So, you know when I, when so I it's like a secret for all yeah. this other stuff. Yeah, the it's secret. tied into one Tama that Bishop. actually comes down to like just people making contact with each other without physically touching each other. Yeah, 100%. Like it's a small world. It's not and a like small world. It's a huge world. Entanglement. So here's the thing. Like quantum physics right now is starting to confirm what the mystic reality yeah confirming what the yogic mystics were saying five thousand years ago before we had access uh-huh. to computers so like in the in the west we went outward in the east they went inward and for years we've been saying That's that we, yeah so in for years they've been saying that we are two different things but now science and mysticism are starting to confirm what each other are saying so what's going to happen is when we stop saying that they're dualistic then it then science can step in where imagination um ends and we no, can well, do this, a this lot is the more. thing this is the thing this is the thing is that there's a, there's an overlap, right? So they can they converge at some point. So right now they're they, you know before I'm not gonna say right now before they were they were kind of considered that they were like mutually exclusive from each other. They had exclusivity from each other because we felt one was like the physical and one was like yeah, but nothing does because everything's one, and that's so people right, are starting well, to realize well, yeah, that more well, and more, and even be able to prove it. Yeah, and this is this is my thought is that what happened is is that there was a point where they converged. There's an overlap where. We were we studied enough of the physical and we had studied enough of the energetic to where there was a point where they overlap where the physical the energetic meet and once they overlap that's where we found oh these are two of the same and as a side effect of that we realized spirit accidentally that's what i meant by energetic yeah i mean call it what you want but it, whatever exists beyond the mind yeah, and that's you know there's something there's something that I heard a long time ago. I don't know. This is kind of on topic, but it's a way to identify spirit, and and somebody like yo, that's just that's just grammatical, like uh, it's like it a grammatical technicality, is what it was, and and it's that like you can ask yourself who owns your body. So you say like okay, so what. This conversation, this conversation that we're having right now, right? I'm talking my phone, right? But my phone is owned by me. And me is Sutra said that every spirit, when they come back... Who owns this vessel? And then you say, I do. And then when you say, I do, you get this feeling. You're like, wait, so if I do... you say, I, you're wrong. Because it's not of words. It's the spirit that has, that was gifted with a mind and a body at the point of birth to use for creation. Yeah, but you're missing a point. In, in quantum physics, they call it a brain in a jar, where it's it's that your spirit is actually trapped within just a vessel itself. This is the the math and, and the science behind it. it. You know what I mean? Is it trapped, or did it choose to come here for a while? Well, it's, in my beliefs and from what I've studied, there actually is plausible evidence behind transitioning between different vessels. 
Yeah, and so you know, it's, it's not, it's not something that you It's like a star. If a star dies and explodes, the essence of that star doesn't disappear. It just shoots outward into the universe. And then gravity and electromagnetic energy pulls it back in and creates new form. So if this is the case, then we are, our spirits and our energies are as old as the universe and we've existed since the Big Bang. So we're close to the Big 14- Bang also is not even a thing in my, in, from what I've studied. I'll be real with you. It sounds like it's nonsense, right? But but I know what what actually produces the expansion of the universe. Yeah, but what, 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 what it's it's the actually called it's known as black matter. What you see in sci-fi movies is what propels like spaceships and stuff like this. But what they found out is that this surrounds uh, every star, right? It's like a it's like a gaseous space or something like that that surrounds stars. And we discovered it by shooting light at a star, and we noticed that the light bent around. The star and as we pursued that knowledge more we discovered this gaseous object it was a solid mass around the star that you couldn't visibly see because obviously it's a fucking star you're shooting light at a star and for some reason the light is bending around it now what we found out is that the gases that the star is actually made up of for some reason it's it's drawing stars closer to each other and as the stars are being pulled together it's producing more and more black mass. So that is then making them push further away from each other. I learned this in physics in college, I think. And that's making the stars push further away from each other. So that is producing an ever expansion of the universe. The Big Bang Theory is, is just like every other scientific thing that we've come up with. And it's a, it's a fancy word for something that we don't understand. I mean, of course, there's like just like gravity. We confirm gravity, but we can't explain it. But there is something that's definitely true. At one point, there was just the void, and then there was the universe. Yeah. Did you know, like, like even that? This is my point. It's 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 just like you well, and I were talking you know, about earlier, wait, John, wait, John. Just so you guys know, the reason why they uh, why they they came up with the idea of the Big Bang is because of the way that everything is moving in the in the universe. It that's is, why it, I just said it's, what it's, I said. Because I know it's expanding in, from a single point, though. So, I mean, basically, regardless of the theory and the name of it, I'm just saying that at some point there was nothing and then there was something. So I think it has to do with light and our concept of light is probably diminished by words and thoughts. Lights, uh, little bits of lights are probably like little little bits of lights are probably like modes of light and modules of information and potentially souls. That's even a question within itself to know, to know, to know where it's expanding from you would have to know the actual edge of the universe yeah but here's the thing you know like there's you no know, there's no but knowing coming back to what you were talking about as far as like a universal like conscious like like there's two points of you know query because these are paradoxical things that don't have answers and just talking about them is just yeah they're all something. theory correct but here's the thing like you know you talk about the center you know it at this point um we could be part of a whole bigger being that we can't even see on the macro scale. Um, you know, like they refer to like the sleeping Brahma, they refer to the day and the night of Brahma in Hinduism. And right now it's the day, like no human, <clears throat> no human has ever seen the night. You know, it's been days for like however long. Um, but you know, all these things are, again, um paradoxical when you talk about, wait, 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 about wait. but what's Age interesting but what's interesting is that i think is that quantum physics now and like old like yogic and mysticism 
through whatever way and however way we may be able to explain it and understand it conceptually with the mind if you've ever seen it you know that it's not of that um but the fact that they're no longer being as dualistic is just like a really cool time to be alive bro yeah like i found it because i originally was pursuing uh, uh religion because i was young and ignorant and of course was like blasphemous kind of you know what i mean and at one point or another i, I realized that i knew absolutely nothing at all and i was talking mad shit and i was like you know what maybe i should try and look into this before i continue talking all this shit because what if i'm wrong <laughs> you know what i mean so, so I pursued religion, like, as it took notes on it, rather than, like, reading it like everybody else, I guess a large majority, I should say, does. And they, like, take it to heart. I took notes and studied it, rather. Found a lot of scientific things within the literature itself. And then, at the end of the book, you realize that the book itself is written and tells you to put it down and stop reading it. And I was like, all right, so I don't know why people do this. And this is yeah, I mean, it, ultimately, I thought, what is life? This is, ultimately, a, this is like, what life is. <laughs> the, high, the highest points of like, you know, detachment in, you know, certain, you know, in a yogic practice, for example, is once you, if you um, realize the absolute, whatever you call that, then at that yeah. point, that's at that point, that's basically the top of the mountain. But even when you see that, it says after that to detach from that and then go back down and then do it again and tell other people. As you well. see that? Exactly. That's my point. So so from there, I was like, wow, I, I, this taught me a lesson, but the lesson was to move on. I was like, so that's just a brick wall. Right. It didn't answer my Ultimately, question. Ultimately, the overall lesson, like here's the thing. There's, there's different ways. I mean, this is one viewpoint. You can look at it. In, in a macro form where you're breaking down every single type of concept of the mind, <clears throat> or you can or you can realize <clears throat> that the purpose is self-realization and the way towards self-realization is through practice and detachment. And when you die and you end this human lifetime this time, you will realize that the whole time you were simply practicing detachment all along. That's, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why it tells you to ignore everything. So, but in the end of the day, what I was getting at is that I moved on from that subject because I, I pursued the mysticism behind it. And then I was so like, all right, that's not so answering my question. And I moved on to quantum physics because I was like, all right, so this is what is the closest thing to religion that can explain all this other stuff and possibly give me the answer of what I'm looking for. Uh, well, you know speak, what I mean? Speaking and, speaking of that. What, I, what, have, what, I, I have another question for you. The question is, okay. do you know what a dosha is? A nosha? A, a dosha? A dosha? Isn't that, a, isn't that like a... I, no, I, I, I don't know. Let's go ahead and say that. So in Ayurveda... I yeah, so what a dosha is, in Ayurveda, they say that there are three doshas, which are vata, pitta, and kapha. And everybody has a dominant dosha, and sometimes people can have like two doshas at the same time. But it's something related to like elements, like I said, I, I'm not an Ayurvedic doctor, but um, it's like the dosha. And it's basically <laughs> the best way for you to know what to eat is to match your dosha so sometimes people have like physical ailments and things that they're dealing with and it's simply because they're eating eating for the wrong dosha 
like Ayurveda, what they'll do is they'll first do like a fast and then, you know, determine what dosha you are. And then after your fast, have you start eating um, for your dosha. And Chris, you could look it up right now. I'm like not able to look it up. Um, but yeah, it's a dosha. Um, Ayurveda, the traditional medical system of India, has delineated three categories of fundamental regulatory principles of the body, mind, and behavior. These three categories are called uh, doshas, named vata, pitta, and kapha. Tadra. The term comes from the Sanskrit dosha, meaning fault or disease. There are three doshas in total. Their energy are believed to circulate in the body and govern physical, mental, and emotional characteristics. So you can be healthy, for example, and then like not be eating for your dosha, and then like not, you know, feeling so well. Yeah, Yeah, not be healthy. Like you're, you're visibly healthy scientifically healthy but spiritually uh, another way to say it in Eng- another way to say it like in english you know what i mean is you know what that a, makes sense um there, there's, there's, there's those stories and i'm sure you've heard of them too many people probably have stories of people that end up dying and there's nothing wrong with them because they believe that they're dying yeah well that's the placebo effect like what you believe like can happen yeah and your body responds placebo effect like this is what i was explaining so, earlier those scientific terms for things like that are just a, a simple way of explaining something that we don't understand. That's a, that's a, that's a blatant excuse yeah, for them saying, I don't know what the fuck that is, so we're going to call it a placebo effect because we have no idea why the fuck that happened. Because so listen, like, so here's, 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 here's like this last thing I want to say on the dosha. So the doshas come from... It, so your body stops. No, Bro, that's the, not what the, it is. The doshas come from the elements. No, wait, guys. We skipped over a serious thing. The placebo effect is is mind over matter. Placebo effect has nothing to do with um, you not them not being able to explain it. It just has to do with the fact uh, that they found it's a scientific wait, wait. term for yeah, it yeah, but it's a scientific. Yeah, but that's not what it is. It, what it is is that they found that when you would tell somebody, it, it's specific ailments. So they, would, they they did multiple tests on it. It's not like they were like, oh, there's this placebo effect thing and we don't know what it is. Well, that's they what quantum physics is. That. It's, still a, it's still a theory, though, Christopher. There's no way to prove it. It's it's, it's the law of attraction, basically, John. It's, it's, it's manif- That's what I'm talking about. It's manifestation. And, but they, they, they yeah. know what it is. It's not like they don't know what it is. It's just that it's manifestation. It's just the power of the mind is, like, incredibly strong and you can use it, like, when you think. It's, and then it's, Yeah, it's because you are, you are, I hate to say this, because I know we're on a public chat, but I don't want to offend anybody. At the end of the day, you are the God that, that you read about. You're, they teach you that you are not the God that you read about because they don't want you to look within. Yeah, but they say it in code. Like, you know, uh, Christianity, for example, says that you are made in God's image. You know, Hinduism says you are the Atman, which is the the spark of the absolute. The the, the literature and everything that has been written and has been told for for hundreds and hundreds of years has been so thoroughly explained that no matter how you really change the story, what I've noticed from all the other ones that I've read too is that they're still getting to the same point and it's that in in the end of the day, the answer that I came to find 
for, for reading through the religions and through the quantum physics and studying this crap to answer the question of why I'm here was literally to stop and smell the flowers. Or, on a scientific level, it would be to reproduce. It's the, as, uh, as an uh, animal uh, and uh, as uh, living, uh, you would reproduce. Uh, and then on a spiritual level, you're here just for the experience. All right, so... <laughs> So my so what I think it is, and this is just the back bottom line of it, it's either to have the human experience and and however you as a as a human being want that to be that that human experience for you to to have that. That's one. Two, the the physical natural. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, uh, like 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 uh, almost prehistoric side of your brain. It, the purpose of, of being here is reproduction. That's and and the yeah. and the and the, and the continuation of the species, right? Yeah, so species exactly. Survive. It's just like an animal. That's what you are. Yeah, like you know that's, that, it. that's it. I found this, and I think this is probably like the best, uh, better way to explain the doshas, because the doshas are related. You know, our body, besides like spirit and everything like that, our body comes from the earth. Like when we die, like our body will go back to the earth. So like the essence of what makes up our bones and our skin and our organs and everything sure, is ultimately. So yeah, this is how it is. The, do the doshas come from the five elements, space, earth, water, air, fire. Um, the vata dosha is the most powerful of the doshas. It controls basic bodily functions as well as the mind. Vata is a mix between air and space. Pitta dosha is, uh, it controls metabolism, digestion, and hormones linked to appetite. And it's a mix between fire and water. Kappa dosha controls strength and stability, muscle growth, weight, and the immune system. And it's a mix of water and earth. Uh, among the Ayurvedic treatments to balance the doshas are breathing exercise, diet changes, lifestyle changes, yoga, meditation, stretching. Completely. You know, Demon Slayer. I, I hate to change the subject right now. <laughs> Have you, you watch anime, the Demon Slayer anime, Christopher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is exactly about doshas. And what he's explaining right now, the combination of the elements. Yeah. Now, now that now that, that I pointed that out to you, you'll probably see it in a lot of places. Because here's the thing. If, if a, your kappa dosha is supposed to be water and earth, but you're eating food that makes you more of a mix of fire and water or fire and air, that you'll be off. Like, even if you're like physically healthy, you'll be like energetically off. And this can lead to like specific ailments. It's really rough. That's really cool. So yeah, you can like refresh your system and shit. I'm uh, never like gonna look at that show the same way again. <laughs> you're like, wow, that show's deeper than I thought. Yeah, it's way more than I thought. Yeah, it's really rough. So, so here's have, a hypothetical, a wait, 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 John. Here, we have, so we do a hypothetical question. We yeah, try to remember to do a lot of hypothetical questions here. Uh, sometimes they're this and sometimes they're that. And they're a little bit of gad and a little bit of boo. So here's the question is, Jonathan, what weird thing would you make socially acceptable? If you could, like if you had the ability to make anything socially acceptable that was weird, I don't know. I got, I've always had a random imagination of, 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 you know, like being able to take anything and do what you want and truly have one good match of GTA in real life. <laughs> no. So, so uh, steal that anything and not get in trouble question. for it. 
That doesn't answer the question. That's not a weird thing to make socially acceptable. Let me ask this question again. What weird thing, like something weird that you do, would you make socially acceptable? Something weird that I do? Walk around without a shirt on. <laughs> I know. Right, so, for me, so for me, I think it would be uh, mental health days where you just don't want to do anything and like you get a call out of work and like that was a thing where like say you like you're like just today I'm not feeling it like I'm not feeling it today and you know people were like people socially accepted that as far as like with your employer with your friends and family like like dude today is like not the day for me I'm not feeling it everybody just kind of like give me some space and let me chill you know and I think that that's that should be something I feel like would be cool to be more socially accepted. It's like today, I'm not going in, dude. Why not, man? We need you, man. Like, yeah, it's a mental health day, man. Oh, okay, bro. I really hope you feel better. That sucks, man. Hope everything's fine with you. You know, <laughs> like, like it's. I feel like mental health day would be a, a great thing for society to actually take a look at and actually it, it matter more. That actually might benefit the economy in some way you know i mean it would, actually, it would actually prevent people that aren't willing to work from going to work and then they would get fired which would then alternatively give somebody that actually was willing to work and wanted the job the opportunity so that could actually stimulate the, the industries and stuff like that that's a good idea john's like john's like if they slip up i'm gonna do their job yeah you know, you know what i'm saying <laughs> Oh, you you weren't doing your job. Let me just do it better while you're gone, and then get it. Well, yeah, somebody's willing. Somebody has something that they have to fight for, want want to want to live for. You know what I mean? And and somebody doesn't. That's what I've learned over time. You know what I mean? The guy that wants the money usually has a reason and why he wants to work. That's it. Person that doesn't doesn't have enough fire under his ass. <laughs> Word. 11 benevolent elephants yes sean what about you you didn't answer optional optional public nudity really yeah no matter i knew that was going to turn up i was yeah, thinking I mean, honestly, I was, like, know, what about should... fucking in public that's 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 weird i think but fucking, fucking in public there are those moments I think fucking in public is fun, but I think it's like if it was on a broad scale, I think it would potentially be problematic um, because that would reach to some straight up freak shit going on in the streets. Um, Yeah. But I think think the nudity thing, because nudity nudity (laughs) is natural, man. Nudity is natural. You should have like the option and it's not really that big of a deal. And some people like some people, you know what I've noticed from being at the Burns, bro, with big naked camps, you talk about like mental health. I've seen some people that would have otherwise probably had more mental health problems if they weren't able to be in a safe scenario to just like be naked in a non-sexual way. I've seen that kind of offer people a lot of healing. So I think that. Yeah, but I think that you can, you're also opening up the 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 the, the, the opportunity for like to freaking you know if I'm walking in the mall with my definitely kid, would happen. Yeah, and I would fight you, bro, if you were naked. Well, like, you know what I'm saying. That's why I said. That. That's why I said I would make a weird that's thing. Weird. Yeah, that's not good. It wouldn't. You should, it wouldn't you don't be. Want to attack somebody for that. Yeah, being but that naked. defeats the idea of the question. It definitely that's don't only, touch me. First of all, it's hard to go naked without 
also a law of like consent because then people do crazy shit because they're not okay with exactly. themselves or they're fucking different things like that so basically um but you know that defeats the question you know you're talking about right now if you saw a guy naked but what the question is what would me what would we make what would we make socially acceptable so that means be a whole bunch of naked and non-naked people and it wouldn't be a big deal and that's people are chilling I would straight I, if a dude like walk around and I'm walking let's just say with like my daughter and he's like you know naked but like, this would be this would be bro, a socially listen, that's, thing. you're you talking about right your daughter now, would be exactly. used to it it would be so, normal yeah but he could do something weird dude I don't know man I feel no like, this, this is the point is that it's socially acceptable so yes there would probably there still are already people that are that way Christopher but you know what I mean that that would also you right, would consider it fact socially acceptable you, he might be walking around completely nude with a fucking like nine in his hand. The reality is that Chris doesn't, Chris doesn't like, <laughs> yeah, Chris doesn't like the world that I've created based concealed, upon my answer to this question. Weapon and he has nothing to conceal it in. weird. <laughs> You're weird. Uh, I'm I'm like completely family. naked with like fucking guns under his arms. I'm doing a headstand. I feel like you should be able to, you know, express yourself in whatever way in a controlled environment. Probably. Including being naked. Yeah, in a controlled environment, which they have that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that. That is that, actually something think... that exists. He's right. Yeah, but that. that I, I know. That's I just not that. socially acceptable, though. Hey, you know, you know. So, John, that's, that's, so, John, so John, you revisit the question now. What would you want to be socially accepted? That's weird. If you could. There's way too many things, dude. We'll just pick one. It's hard to pick one. I I don't know. I was thinking about it as you guys were talking about it, and I was wondering why nobody carries around swords anymore. Oh, that's that's actually a cool one. You you know that. You know. You know. I like swords a lot, and and I like to collect them. You know how many times you'd be rolling down the street and you just see somebody be like, "Have at thee!" (laughs) But whatever, dog. Like, people would stop shooting each other. It's the same concept. It used to go down back in the day. It was the same way. People would shoot each other. People would stab each other. It is what it is. Eventually, people are like, yo, I'm not going to have at thee. Otherwise, they're going to be constant have at these, like you just said. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to go to the grocery store, dog. But I personally don't like guns that much. I don't like the fact that you go about just shooting somebody. It's so simplified. I understand in warfare, that makes sense. It's tactical. You know what I'm saying? But like you're walking around the street and shit. You, you know, it's just different to me. No need unless you're being a criminal. So I like swords. I think that you would really, you really, it would be, it would be cool if you'd be walking around with a sword because even the, even these stories on the news you would hear about, and it's not people that are oh this young teenager got shot and died over an argument over like you know a Red Bull at a Seven Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. You know or yeah. well, it, it would it would possibly be like okay so this kid is super animated up and now the raw sword master of all time here's a youtube video of these two guys duking it out bro no because you would you'd still be because he would still somebody would still get wrecked up you, think, you know bro, bro, on like a graphic side not... but that's also where where it goes strange right it would be less less crazy less crazy people would probably die less Okay, they would get hit a couple times and be like, "All right, I had enough." Unless one of them lost the limb, then they're dead. But still, I think swords should be socially acceptable. <laughs> okay, that's just where you at. That's what I think. I'm, I'm legit holding my sword now since we're talking about it. Yeah, I literally 
walking around with a sword. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, like my, my. It's comfortable. If you've ever done it, it feels comfortable walking around with a sword. Yeah, my my girl, my girl bought me a, a machete to have in the house because that's. I wonder if I can let. Let's see if we can hear it come out of the sheath. Wait, ready? You heard it? All yeah, you heard it. You heard it. I heard Bob? It was it. It was it. It rattles. It rattles it like freaking. You get the shrink because they have whetstone inside of the sheath, and that's like super raw sword. So it sharpens your it sharpens your sword as you sheath and unsheath it. Yeah. Watch it come. Watch, listen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that, that's a sword. That's a tack tack. He just he just tack tacked it. It's a tack you know tack. Yes, bro. Yeah. Swords are raw, and I think that they should be socially acceptable, especially yeah. since yeah, I love being a ninja for a living. Yeah. <laughs> Well, from from the three three ninjas on the podcast today, we want to thank everyone for listening and enjoying our Saturday uh, late morning, early afternoon. Awesome Make nudity and swords more socially acceptable again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll have Jonathan back on here as a returning guest. We liked him. Let you guys let us know. Comment under our and subscribe to our Spotify. Uh, we're trying to take this to the new level. We are now Spotify. Monetized. I'm Spotify. Yes, we are now monetized, so you will be um, in the future hearing some commercials, uh, either spoken spoken vocally by myself, Sean, um, or uh, through commercials themselves. Um, Others. We wanna, yes, we want to we want to thank everyone for listening in on our podcast. Um, this is season two, by the way. We ended our last season. Um, we had a huge amount of exposure, a huge amount of return um, in a short amount of time. So we're going to keep this going. We hope everybody enjoys our show, and we hope that you join us next week for another episode of Remaining Boa. Thanks for joining us here on Remaining Boa. Sean and I both very much appreciate the support. Remember to subscribe. And again, uh, we're only as important as our fans are. Thank you so much. And tune in next time for another episode 